0: This scene is just so weird, because it is them just trying to peep, like, basically steal glances of the show, while Seraphine is just like, oh, you two stealing glances of the show, let me put on a show just for you, while also fighting monsters. But it gives the vibes of, like, I brought the monsters here, so I could fight them. (laughs) Yeah. For these people, but I can't fight them without these people, so... What is this? What is this scene? (laughs)
1: to Casuals of Runeterra, part eight of our Star Guardian special. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. That's right. It's still
0: happening. We're going to be here, to double (laughs) double digits, baby.
1: (laughs) I think we might. It it definitely looks like we're going to. We're getting close. Uh, But housekeeping, up top, as always. You can listen to us everywhere. Contact us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcourt.com for all of our info. Follow us on any platform that you prefer or all the platforms because that helps us with discoverability and we appreciate it. Uh, Leave a like and a comment and a short review. You know, interactions help. But the easiest way is word of mouth. So tell a friend to become a hot zombies by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Oh my lord. <laughs> Just it will stop. Never It'll never, I'll never stop. I'll never stop. <laughs> okay, you've made it to part eight. There's your badge of honor. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: <laughs> you made it. You made it. The, the badge is bright, it's shiny, and it's not real. <laughs> there you go.
1: So, quick recap intro to main team, Cap Targon trip, slumber party, intro to veteran team, park incident. Ari Gaiden, Twin Stars, Part One, Two, and Three. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! We, we're doing it. We're doing and, it. Uh,
0: and now, let us begin with Part One. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So with the new batch of content, along with Twin Stars, we got comics, which we were not expecting. So we got four comics, and today we're going to do two of them. So the first one is Convince Me, and the second one is Shine So Bright. So let's hop I, into it. Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I'm honestly so excited that we got comics, though, because yeah. the like the Sentinels of Light comics were incredible. Yes. So I, I'm ready to hold these kind of like a, and you know in a high bar um because because of how good the Sentinels of Light one was and if you're interested in those comics we did some episodes about the those comics too and you can check those out uh, and also read them because they're good yeah so go read them uh but we we did some episodes about it if you just want the cliff note version
1: yeah <laughs> And then also Nami. Nami, we did a comic for Nami, which was actually a lot of people liked as well. And was a story that you wouldn't expect uh, about Nami. So check that one out as well. Um, But Convince Me is the first one here. And we start off with a flashback of the original event, which at this point we're kind of familiar with um, of the veterans battling Zoe for this first time in space. Uh, But this one is from Zaya's point of view. And
0: it's really good because not only is it from Zaya's point of view, but this is picking up after where we left off in Twin Stars. Not directly after, but it is after that timeline. Um, Which, you know, we kind of had some questions at the end of it as far as what they were going to do as far as the other worlds that they're going to be hopping to, or if they were actually going to be bringing back Rakan, or... Riot, please. Let him be dead. Uh, and, uh, uh, so, like... It, I have news for you. No, Hey, spoilers. <laughs> they haven't read it yet. We're reading it for them. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it's nice that this is, you know, we get a comic that is following up right after that. And, frankly... Uh, After all of the reading that we had to do for Twin Stars, I'm
1: very happy to have some illustrations to go with it. Oh, yes. This was definitely an easier read, thankful. Uh, And the illustration is pretty solid on this one. So after we get the flashback, we get to see Zaya on a new planet. Uh, So it's labeled here Silver Silver Silvermere City Damasia Cluster. So she's in a whole different part of the galaxy at this point. And she's kind of preparing this speech that she will tell the guardians on this planet that to convince them to join her. Um, so that flashback is masked as her kind of figure out what her story is gonna be to tell, like the cliff notes version, right? Because there's a lot that happened. And as she's talking to her familiar, she starts to hear some ruckus around the city she's in, and she rushes over to see what's happening, and she stumbles upon Senna in a Star Guardian form battling a monster she hasn't seen before.
0: And let me tell you, hell yeah, let's go. (laughs) Like, Senna as a Star Guardian just looks absolutely badass. Uh, And the the animations, the illustrations for, like, her fight with this monster are just, like, sick. It's exactly what I would want it to be. Um, uh, But... There's really not much more to grow upon there. Like, if you want more details with it, you're gonna have to look because, right, now, for this part, in perfect Senna fashion, it's mostly just fighting. Senna's yeah. not here to give a monologue, Senna has a job to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, the main thing is just this is a unique monster that, you know, Zaya's never dealt with in the past. And it has like emblems that are similar to like the Star Guard emblem. So that's kind of weird to see. Uh, but Senna doesn't really show any fear. In the situation, even though she has a lack of knowledge um, on what this creature is, and she ends up winning this fight 1v1, Zaya doesn't really have to step in at all, but she does take the opportunity to introduce herself and mention, you know, Senna is the first Guardian she has seen in years. So that gives us our first time frame on post-Twin Stars, how much time has passed. And remember, it's just Zaya here, so the other ones that followed her have not caught up yet.
0: Or like if they haven't caught up yet, or it could be a thing where they decided to split up because mm-hmm. we do know that they're going world hopping. Um and there's with no, the GPS. <laughs> Maps. no GPS Google Apple Maps doesn't work. Uh, uh, um that is uh That is Runterra maps. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) You're right. I'm sorry. No, Mobolitic maps. (laughs) Mobolitic
1: maps. (laughs) Shout uh, out to Mobolitics.
0: (laughs) What's good? Um, But uh, like, so we don't know like the story there and it could be any one of those reasons because of the fact that it has been years. Um, Like a lot can happen in years. So we don't know the details there. But not only do we get to see Senna take the take the monster one, 1v1, but we also get to see her like finish it off like with basically baseball swinging her yeah. giant gun yeah and and mentioning the fact that it's like hey you know like like kind of a call out to her character which is like I, I may not have seen a monster like you before, but I know how to take out darkness. Like, so we'll call out the fact that she's also a sentinel of light in the regular Runeterra world. Yep.
1: That's, that's awesome uh, reference here. And then, you know, during this conversation, Senna immediately dismisses the proposition to team up. She's not about it. And we get a hint here, I mean, it's more than a hint, that Senna has also lost people in the past, probably not even just a single person. We aren't told who they are, But she's convinced there's no way to bring them back. And then Zaya tells her she has been watching her for a while and was pseudo dead as well and came back. And this shocks Senna and she decides, okay, you have my attention.
0: And it's really exciting to hear that, you know, like uh, that Senna has experienced some kind of loss because uh, like that just means that there's going to be more star guardians like that's growth to this world and is it's fitting to have that amount of growth because of the amount of content that has been kind of put graciously been put in front of us so you know it makes it it's going to be really exciting to see if we get more details about like senna's previous team or the way that star guardians kind of form up into teams or anything because this one kind of just seems more like Head hunting and recruiting. Um, I'm building but, a team. Yeah, I'm I'm building a team. I'm building a squad, a suicide squad. Um, and, what are we? Some kind of
1: suicide?
0: Squad? <laughs> what are we? Some kind of Star Guardian Squad? Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, oh man! But so it, it'll be nice to see if we get like those kind of details here. Uh, but otherwise, it's like Cena is by far uh in comparison to Zaya, just her Rune Terra character, except in a cute magic girl outfit. But yeah. That's really the only difference here. She's still just senna Yeah.
1: It's pretty much one to one. So <sighs> now we get to the part of the comic <laughs> that makes my stomach hurt. So we cut to uh. Rakon on the Zoe planet, very much alive, and in an evil Star Garden uniform outfit, smiling at a mirror. Uh, and he also has that Zoe Dark Star mark on his forehead, which I, I don't think we've mentioned this. So obviously you've seen the Dark Star skins in game. <laughs> That's what the reference is. I, I, I feel like it's been eight episodes and we've neglected to say that. But that's the dark star, the evil part of the galaxy. Sure, we've neglected
0: to say it, but that was because we've already done so much to sell (laughs) skins, all right? Riot's going to have to pay us to sell the dark, like the dark guardian skins, all right?
1: (laughs) So that wraps up this comic. It's a brisk read, 16 chapters or 16 pages, pretty common stuff there. Uh, and this takes us to the next one, which is Shine So Bright. This one's a, more of a fun romp here uh, because Serafin is just a great character. Uh, so we travel to a different part, which is Entresol Prime, uh, Sun Gate Sector. We have no idea how all this links together. We're just taking their word for it. Uh, but we get to start with Star Guardian, Seraphine, and she's putting on a live performance while also fighting monsters in a similar fashion, which is very anime. And she notices Senna and Zaya hiding in the trees behind her uh, since she's an empath and kind of can hear people's thoughts, I think.
0: Uh, like, they definitely have it kind of set up as an empath thing because they... Um a little bit of this like this jumping a little ahead, but they do outright say like she can read your thoughts. <laughs> like you yeah. so I like, we I think for sake of argument we'll say empath, but mm-hmm. it almost sounds more like um telepathic than anything else. Uh but it it is the scene is just so weird because it is them just trying to peep, like basically steal glances of the show. While Seraphine is just like, oh, you two stealing glances of the show. Let me put on a show just for you. While also fighting monsters. But it gives the vibes of like, I brought the monsters here so I could fight them. Yeah. For these people. But I can't fight them without these people. So what is this? What is this scene? Just like this, there's too many, there's too many pieces that fit too perfectly, for me, for you to tell me that this just like, this, this happened organically. Like, is there, a, is there a monster farm? Like a, a fallen star guardian the conspiracy farm? Conspiracy
1: theorist here. <laughs> like. I just, I, I want answers. <laughs> well, you get fan service. We get fan service for Hetch now, where Zaya makes a comment where she's like, she makes the free, play Freebird joke, but she's telling Seraphine to play Mortal Reminder, which for you true fans out there is a track off the second album from Pentakill. And it's so good. And like, it's so good. <laughs> just li-
0: go. Just go listen to Pentakill. All right. Yeah, like I. Good. I. I'm, I'm a K-pop nerd. Yeah. I love KDA. Pentakill knocks it out of the park. All right. Yeah. Go they do listen to Pentakill. Good. Uh, go listen to Deathfire Grasp, and you'll understand more about me as a person. See, we, dude. Deathfire Grasp is so good. That sounds a bop. <laughs> and the,
1: and the One of the best breakdowns.
0: Anyways. one of the one all of, all of right. the best breakdowns for an item that doesn't even exist in the game anymore. <laughs>
1: So one thing that this is, you know, still on this point, the fact that they're mentioning this in a new comic is good for the Pentakill fans. It means we're getting something, right? They wouldn't just do this for no reason because people like newer fans would be like, what the hell's a pentakill? And what's Mortal Reminder, right? Um, and because it's a heavy metal song. It's mentioned in the comic. So that's good news for you fans out there if you didn't notice. So the other part of this is Zaya mentions that she's been a guardian for centuries and has never fallen. Now this is important because remember, the two long standing um, guardians that we do know so far, Jana, huge past. we don't know much about it, she doesn't know much about it. And then also Syndra, obviously also very shady, we don't know much about her. But Seraphin's personality is bubbly and more open, and to this whole conspiracy Hetch is bringing up, like it's just a different type of interaction with the world around her. And Zaya knows this. She tells Senna, "We're both bitches, like we're mean girls. We need someone on this team. From what I've experienced, <laughs> to balance us out, and she's more than enough.
0: We gotta fix our PR. <laughs> fix our PR. <laughs> but, but no, like that that whole comment of like being a Star Guardian for centuries without falling. Um, like, that really does open the door for a lot of, like, conspiracy theory ideas because it's like, okay, so that means that can we assume then that Zaya was fallen instead of dead? Like, so yeah. did she actually die? To Like, do you have to die to become a fallen guardian? Exactly. Or, like, it, like, it opens the door to, like, so many more questions, like, with just such a small comment. Um, and then that also is, like, what like well like specifically with Janna and uh like Janna and Lulu I mm-hmm. would say maybe Syndra but Janna is the big one which yeah. is the fact that everyone knows that she's been a Star Guardian for a very very long time yeah but Janna doesn't remember a lot she doesn't remember and she doesn't have like the communication that Lulu has so does yeah. that mean she fell at some point. And no one knows it because they're all newer Star Guardians? Like it it opens the doors to a lot of fun conspiracy theory ideas, and I'm a sicko who will, you know, journey down
1: (laughs) that that path for fun. I will chug this lore like Baja Blast. Yeah, I'm and I'm gonna have a Baja Blast. (laughs) (laughs) So Seraphine then goes on to sing a song which attacks the monsters. Um, and the song also has a side effect of similarly buffing Senna and Zaya slightly to make them feel better. And we've had this referenced in Soraka's Magic and Janna's Magic as supports, that when they do things, it eases the feelings, right? It calms the the personality, it calms things down, it makes you feel good. And that's what the song the song was doing. So after defeating these three hounds, um, a crack in the ground starts opening up and Seraphine's like, oh shit, it's getting real. And she tells the fans, you have to evacuate, which is both a gift and a curse because like we mentioned, she depends on them for more, pretty much juicing up, right? Uh, Almost like the sun or Goku. So (laughs) Zaya and Senna then meet up with her and she's ready to team up immediately without hesitation. There's no conversation. She knows what, she can read their minds. And then also she's down.
0: We, we couldn't even go one more episode without making another Dragon Ball reference. Okay. Um, <laughs> dang it. Uh, but, like, it is... It like, the fun thing here is the fact that Seraphine, with Seraphine being so excited to team up, is that you had already made the comment of, like, look, we're bitches, so we need Seraphine. <laughs> and then, like, the moment that it's, like, they drop down, Seraphine isn't even waiting for the sales pitch. She's yeah. like... come, embrace me. And both Zaya and Senna are just like, no, we we, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. We do want to team up, but arm's length. Six feet,
1: please. (laughs) Yeah, this is already a, so, and I want to mention this real quick in between before we finish up the comic, because I've noticed on, you know, conversations on Twitter, conversations on Reddit about the path of the Star Guardians episodes. You guys can have those conversations, but- It is a cut and copy to a degree and they are pigeonholed within the theme, the thematic space they've chosen. And I still to this point, watching them build this new team, enjoy the dynamic already with having two of the main characters be very, you know, crass and forward and then having this super bubbly personality um, to kind of balance things out. Because as we mentioned, when you look at like a Lulu or a Janna or a Soraka who are the support style characters, they are more quiet and res- or just reserved in general. So to have somebody who's so open bubbly and also her her enchantments as we get to them are a reflection of that personality. It's, it's a cool thing. It's a cool dynamic already. I'm enjoying yeah. it, especially uh, the comic form.
0: Yeah, it, it's been a couple episodes since we mentioned it too. Um, but the... They are pigeonholed in it because we have constantly mentioned uh, the Sentai genre of entertainment within Japanese media. So stuff like Power Rangers, um, the magical girl shoujo stuff like Sailor Moon, Madoka Magica, if you want something newer. Uh, they they have, you know, kind of a formula. There's a formula, you follow that formula, and then you grow upon it to make something a little more unique after that and because of the way that riot ended up releasing all of this content because it was just like a little snippet wait two years a little snippet wait three years dump the rest uh like so it's like okay we're we haven't gotten to the point where we have that foundation yet so they are clearly following the formula so i i know ryan and I can speak for Ryan here. We've consumed a lot of, like, you know, this kind of genre before. So we, we're we ready to, like, go through the punches of, like, yeah, we know what happens here. Let's yeah. go through it. And then, you know, once we get further, we can see what they do to stand out.
1: Exactly. So now we get to the fight. So the giant crack appear. A giant shadow monster climbs out as it's supposed to. Um out of the hole and the battle begins, right? So Seraphine starts doing her buff stuff. And at the beginning, they're uncoordinated at the start. And Zaya is starting to have doubts about if she can actually lead a team, right? Because in both situations that she mentions with Ari, Ari, she wasn't her lieutenant, right? Sarah was. She was just on the team. And then when it came to the Zoe situation where she was essentially a puppet, there was no co-captains co-capt- uh, captain in that situation. This was her first shot at it. And immediately what she goes to is what she's seen. So she starts to channel Ari's leadership and begins you know, using that energy and calling out commands. And the other two start to fall in line. So she asks Senna, you know, distract the monster, Seraphine covers them in quote unquote, speed glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Insert any joke you want here. <laughs> yeah. And I hate glitter just as much as Senna does um, in this story. And then Zaya begins to barrage it with feathers. Yeah,
0: I, I, like my family, we affectionately call glitter the herpes of arts and crafts. Um, so we, we are not glitter fans here either. Uh, but I, I do enjoy it because it continues on with that banter of just like, because we have a moment of Senna, you know, getting the speed boost. Yeah. And feeling stronger. And then she's like, I think I like glitter now. Uh, and, and like followed up with like, never tell anyone I said this. Um, so... So, like, this this constant thing of, like, Seraphine's bubbly personality just yeah. kind of bringing them, you know, a little bit of joy, a bit of pep in their step. And they're not fans of that idea, but they don't want it to stop. Exactly. So, like, it, it, the banter is fun. It's worth reading through this for the banter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what happens is, I mean, they defeat the monster as they're supposed to. And then Zaya mentions, you know, they are finished. With this, but they still need to build the team there's more members to find and they must immediately seek them out because there's a timeline here and that's where this um, issue ends So you know all that being said is as hedge mentioned it with bubbly characters even in shows outside of this genre, it's usually a case of people like positivity right People gravitate towards positivity so even though bubbly characters sometimes come across as cheesy, or formulaic. They're a necessity in the grand scheme of things. And then when you start to work them into the story very well, it just makes it better, right? You can't you can't really go wrong with positivity.
0: Right. And they and it does it's not as one-dimensional as it sounds. It's going yeah. to be one dimensional during like the setup stage because we have to get to know these characters more. But then we'll get to a point where either, you know, the bubbly attitude is what's going to keep everybody afloat and they become like the backbone of the morale or things really hit the fan and the bubbly character breaks and then yeah. it, and then you know things are <laughs> things are bad like that's how you know that this arc is going to be bad is if the bubbly character breaks
1: bubbly madoka magica <laughs> cough cough
0: cough cough indeed um <laughs> now there there is a mention here like with the fighting the monster uh, because of the fact that it's so big and it's not something that we've seen in any of the content so far yeah um senna makes a call out that this is nothing that she has seen in the Damasia cluster so uh we finally get like an explanation of like what this well, quote-unquote, an explanation. We get some evidence to formulate ideas of what the world's going to look like. So it's going to be a galaxy where it's a... or multiple galaxies, and the galaxies are going to be modeled after the regions. I know that was something I was looking forward to seeing how they did. Um, And as cool as it is, and it's like, yay, now we know that, Um, nothing of this chapter actually points to one of the regions <laughs> because again, it's like, it's like Intrasol prime and then the sun gate sector. So maybe that means Sharima Why is Seraphine in Sharima I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I it's like, you know, so clearly I don't have all the answers yet, but it's like, I'm, that was something I was looking forward to. So it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm learning more about the universe. So it, it, at the very least we get to see like some fun pictures with it too while i'm still being like where where's interest all?
1: so does this qualify from do we qualify for credits from uh, nasa for this you know this is technically space exploration i think we should get some subsidies i mean
0: i already got them you didn't get yours oh you
1: didn't get well, give me some <laughs> give what? me some of your subsidies
0: no i got what? i got mine i like okay Like, you can contact NASA and figure out where they messed up.
1: (laughs) So with that, as always, thanks for listening. And there'll be more. So we'll be back soon with the next Stardian episode.
0: The next Stardian episode. How is this still going on? I'm a fan, but wow. All right, take care, everybody.